This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America. Go national, go like a pro. And by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. Bob, I remembered to put my microphone on. I pressed the right button. We're in studio. It's it's almost feels normal again. Well, it is August first, and uh, <laughs> well, last time we were here was March, and it's good to be back in the studio. Yeah. It's it's it kind of feels like August, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you've got uh, all these five golf tours going on right now, yeah. and of course the NBA starting and the NHL starting. Yeah, <laughs> what a crazy world! It's, it's August, August we're talking about this. So you and I were at the PGA Championship when the plug got pulled. Players Championship. Sorry, I just, thank you. Players Championship. PGA's on my mind because next week PGA Championship. Uh, we were at the Players Championship. Plug got pulled. Vieta told me, "Mark, August first, over under." I said, "I'll come under for sure." <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? We're back well before the Canadian Open. That crazy. It's we just, are. Uh, but we made it back, and uh, it's great to see the studio here, and great yeah. to see headquarters here. Yeah. The things are a little different, which is great. Yeah, very much. Lots so. of masks. So yeah, it's very different, but lots, but very different, but at the same, feels like kind of moving forward, which yes. is nice. So and, and so is golf. Golf is moving yes. forward in a big way this week. Well, it feels like a real week. Now we should say uh, today uh, we're having a few technical difficulties on the TV side. Uh, theoretically, broadcasting today on TSN five as well from twelve to two. So if you're listening to Golf Talk Canada Radio this morning across the TSN radio network, depending on what time you get GTC, of course, live here on TSN ten fifty and eleven fifty, uh, depending market you're in, but you're also supposed this would be the first week we're also supposed to see us. See these lovely mugs, Bob, as we talk about golf. Uh, 12 to 2 today on TSN 5. Not too sure where we are with that in terms of uh, technical difficulties, but regardless, you get the live radio program this morning. And where I was going, Bob, is that not only is this our first week in studio, not only is this our first week going back to TV, but five tours on the go. It's the first week where I feel like, wow, you know, it's not just the PGA Tour Moving forward in a very different environment, we've got European Tour, Champions Tour, we've got uh, LPGA. Um, next year, next week's the week's first major. In the next coming weeks, we've got major, three playoff events, second major. We would have had a Ryder Cup, obviously not having that. A uh, bit of a timeout in October, and then back to the you know a pump, pumpkin spice Masters. Uh, you know everybody put on their oranges and browns. So um, it, it's it's head down now for the especially the next eight weeks going to be crazy. It's going to be a busy time and not only going to be busy for selfishly for us, but uh, <laughs> you imagine what it's like for a player right now, right? Yeah. They're cramming a lot of stuff in. Um, some players are going hard at it. Some aren't. Like, Brooke Henderson is taking basically, she's going to play five events right now on her schedule. That's the only thing she's got confirmed. She might play more, but maybe not. Uh, you've got other guys like Brooks Kepka who's going to have to play a whole bunch in a row here to try and make sure he gets into the FedEx Cup. Yeah. And if he does, then he's going to play a whole whack of events. And then you got Tiger. When you know when are we we're going to see him next week, obviously. But who knows how many other times we'll see him? Yeah, can he play three playoff events? Exactly. We don't know if he if he's picking and choosing this much. And what we saw at Memorial, I don't know if he plays three weeks. Anyway, uh, three events in a row. We got a busy show. Uh, Fred Albers, uh, my good friend from PGA Tour Radio Team, he's on the ground at the FedEx St. Jude Classic this week, which is WGC event. 
Uh, so Freddie's going to join us at the top of hour two and give us uh, a peek from what's happening down there through 36 holes. Tea time's been moved up today, correct, Bob? They are. They're going to do the last group's team off at noon today. So, so. some inclement weather in the yeah, area. Not, There's not drastically, but that's my understanding. Enough yeah. to dodge a little. So Freddie's going to join us. We're going to do Stardom Sidham with Adam Scully. Our uh, master producer, Skull's going to jump in. We've uh, been doing Stardom Sidham for fantasy winners, weird and what. Lots of leaderboards to get you caught up on from around the world of golf. But first, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right, Bob, we've been waiting for Weirzy. Champions Tour debut, and he goes out, and he's four off the lead. He played great in his official debut as a 50-plus Champions Tour player. Good on Mike. He's been looking forward to this for probably two years. Anyway, he's been working hard on his game. Remember how bad it was for a while there? He was really struggling with that driver and mm-hmm. had a terrible time. A lot of it caused by injuries, and he really physically could not get the club into the position because of surgeries he had. Found a way around it and um, worked uh, very diligently, not only his game, but on his um, physical stuff. He's Jordan Glass. He's working out with him. So good good for him. I think he's in a comfortable spot in, in the world now, and uh, he's showing that he can play on the Champions Tour. It's a little easier to manage his game. Only three rounds for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got... Courses are a little bit shorter, not mm-hmm. a ton, but yeah. three or four hundred yards, maybe. Yeah, no five hundred yard par four. <laughs> no, right? As he said, I won't be, I won't have to hit hybrids and five irons into all the par fours now. Right. So, right. Yeah. and I and I think he's got a, a schedule now he's, that's predictable for him. So, well, that, and that's part of it right there. Just just knowing where you're going to play, feeling comfortable with how you're going to get through your year. And again, you're not cooking a fried egg on your hybrid at the end of a round, right? <laughs> exactly. Face is hot. <laughs> Face is hot. Uh, LPGA back. No Brook. We talked about this last week. Brook's going to hold off. Elena Sharp in the field. Um, they had a few COVID positives coming into the week. A couple players actually caught it before they before they left for the event, which is great. But the LPGA seems to have a pretty good system with the wristbands and the different color wristbands as you graduate to being cleared, so to speak, to play. But good to see them back. We'll do leaderboards later. But uh, Brooke's going to hold off a few weeks. Brooke's going to hold off. She's going to miss the first three. She's All she's really concentrating on right now is the majors. And it's a kind of a cool strategy. When you think that there's four majors plus the CME Globe, their tour championship. Those are the ones she wants to play. Um, when I talked to her last week, it was a little bit more... She, she's very cautious. She wants to. See, I think she wants to kind of see what's going to happen first on the LPGA Tour before she gets out there. Um, she's enjoying her time at home. She's having fun. She hasn't been this at home like a lot of these players. You know, They haven't spent this much time at home in years since they were little kids. And, and the rest of the LPGA Tours, you know, they had two positive tests, one at the first tournament, one before the player left for the first tournament, Marina Alex and uh, Gabby Lopez, one caddy. Um, that's the interesting thing, too. The LPGA Tour has given the players the option not to yeah. have a caddy. Have you seen it yet? I haven't visually seen it yet. <laughs> there was a couple of pull card shots that was on, uh, on one of the channels. I think it was on Golf Channel. And uh, the reason they're doing that is not, it, they're not trying to cut caddies out. It's because a lot of LPGA Tour players don't have regular caddies. Right. And they use locals. And you might feel a little unsure. Sure. Someone in not, these times, right? why not? So, Depending on what state you're in, too. Yeah. I don't right? think there's going to be a ton of them using it. But it's, uh, it's, it's good for them. It's an option for them, and they're doing it. And maybe if you're one of those players that didn't have a regular caddy pre-COVID, post-COVID, all of a sudden you have a regular person on your bag, right? Yeah. But again, then it becomes a fiscal responsibility as well. Right. They're not making a ton They're of not, Yeah. Though. People forget that the, it, there is a big jump, you know, between these tours. And not everybody, even on the PGA Tour, it's funny. You know, we played, I was playing golf this week with uh, Carlo Koliakovo, Aaron Kralnuk, uh, uh, Scully, and I were at uh, Cedar Bay. And Aaron and 
uh, Carlo are awesome guys. They love golf. Great player. We had a great time. But we were talking about late in a golf tournament like last week uh, at the 3M. And a guy like Michael Thompson, right? This guy doesn't have $50 million in the bank. Right. You know, he hasn't won since, what, was it 2014 off the top of my head? I believe he hasn't won since 2014. Went through major uh, injury issues. Maybe he thought he was never going to win again. That was a life-changing moment on a Sunday. And you watch the 3M and you go, okay, well, this isn't the greatest leaderboard compared to the, 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 the leaderboards have been stacked. Since we've come back to golf in the first seven first seven events, maybe the 3M leaning on the weaker side of say an event like Memorial, for instance, right? But that's a great story at the end with a guy like Michael Thompson, where you go, that's a human story that we can all relate to. This guy isn't sure. like this guy isn't got net worth of of, of two hundred million, and he's out there playing for <laughs> you know that was a real story. And the LPGA Tour to me, Bob, is almost that story every week. It is. There's you know at the top fifty women out there make a good living. After that, you know, I think you're you're hard pressed to kind of get get yeah. put everything together. They do a lot of billeting. I was speaking to Elena Sharp. She's uh, at a billet this week, a uh, family that she stayed with for many many years. But still, you know, every every week they're trying to shave a little bit of extra money that right. they can. It's not quite like the PGA Tour, but good good for the LPGA Tour. And they got two weeks in a row at uh, in Ohio, like they men did. And they're starting off in style at Inverness. Right. That's, <laughs> that's pretty solid right yeah. there. Um, Davis Love the Third out. Now, this almost made winners weird and what, which we're going to do later <laughs> this week. But Davis Love the Third out. Kelly Tillman in. The reason it was going to be my winners, I'm a big Kelly Tillman fan. I thought she did a fantastic job for the Golf Channel. I thought she got a bit of a raw deal when Golf Channel first did their PGA Tour deal. I don't know if you remember this, but it's got to be like 15 years ago when they did the original TV deal. Kelly started off as kind of like the lead anchor on live golf. And I thought she did a great job. And and, you know, social media, what a wonderful, positive environment social media is. Of course, you know, uh, the Dorito eaters in, in the basement came out after, as I like to say. <laughs> Nothing better to do than eat Doritos in their parents' basement and, and take shots at Kelly Tillman. Um, she took a bit of a hit. And, and you know what? I don't think she ever fully recuperated from that. Like, she kind of wind it down. She's been retired for two years. She could be part now of the PGA broadcast team next week. Great. Love to see Kelly back. And Davis Love the third. I love what he says. This was way harder than I thought it was. I felt uncomfortable. It's not my lane. I'm going back. I'm going to play golf again. I'm not going to do this. Just uncomfortable. Listen, broadcasting isn't easy. It looks easy. Yeah. You know, but it looks easy because that's all we do. Bob, how many years have you been broadcasting yeah, now? That's right? Great. Like, well, that's of course. Exactly. How many hours do you, you know, when you collectively think of the year of what we broadcast? Um, it's not easy. So, and just because somebody played the game doesn't mean you can give them a microphone and turn them into a broadcaster. So... I don't know. Were you surprised I, to see this? Uh, no. Well, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought CBS was really sort of counting on, on Davis Love. We heard lots of stories that he was going to be the next guy in the booth, you know, yeah. maybe after Nick. Um, but clearly he didn't feel comfortable, as you said. I didn't think he was all that great. And I, I thought he offered up someone. I thought he was trying hard, but obviously wasn't comfortable. Kelly Tillman has taken some time off to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Good for her. I'm glad to see her back. I'm like, and you're I'm a Kelly a, fan too, I'm right? I'm a Kelly Tillman fan. Yeah. I think she's, I know Kelly. She's a lovely lady mm -hmm. and a lovely person. And um, and I think she'll be a welcome addition next week. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd be curious to see. I, I, she was a great tweet. I hope uh, I hope doing television is like getting on a bike, she said. <laughs> yeah, right? so exactly. That was her tweet. Um, Harrington and Molinari out of the PGA Championship. And this is going to come up a little bit later in Winner's Weird and What as well. Uh, because Rory had some comments a couple months ago about traveling. He's done a 180 on that. We'll get to that later. But Harrington deciding not to play the PGA Championship. He feels that Ireland has uh, COVID under control. They're going to be uh, cautious and stay home. Also, without a PGA, without a Ryder Cup, 
mm, you know, makes it makes it an easier decision if he doesn't have to be with these guys in a month or so at a Ryder Cup. And Molinari looks like a guy who might not play golf this year, Bob. Molinari, the Azuri out of the PGA Championship. I mean, Padre Carrington didn't shock me that much because let's face it, he's past his prime and yeah. he would be, you know, he's he wouldn't be a contender over there. So I think it's it's a long way to come, as you said, unless he was staying around for a little bit of, of the extra stuff and, and watching his boys uh, for the Ryder Cup. Molinari just, I mean, I guess again, it's sort of like Brooke. You know, people just don't feel comfortable at this time to travel in certain places, and I think um, in a lot of cases. You're more comfortable at home in this era, so right? 100%. Why not stay home? I was nervous on my way to Detroit. I'll be honest with you. I, I was happy to get back to work. Yeah. Like, I really was. But when I was going to Detroit, I didn't know what to expect. You know, you watch news, and that's, you know, especially if it's news coming from south of the border, you don't even know if it's news right, anymore. Exactly. If you're watching in Canada, you've got some news. You are fake news. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You know, but, you know, at least in Canada, I put on the news. I go, okay, I'm pretty sure most of this is news. That's yeah. So I didn't know what I was walking into Detroit. I was very nervous, you know, but the PJ Tour did a great job. But, I, again, I don't blame the players. I don't blame the players who want to play. I don't blame the players who don't exactly. want to go. It's a personal choice, good on them, whatever they're happy with. And you don't know what you would decide until you're in their shoes. Right? Exactly. And, and as I say, there's, it's a long way to come. And if you're more comfortable at home, if you've got a family, um, you know, it's a long time away. I was actually talking to a friend of mine, an NHL player, who's holed up down at the uh, uh, Hotel X. Mm-hmm. They're, they're locked in there. He says if they go right to the end, any player who goes from start to finish, it'll be 80 days in that hotel room. So that's a long so way to a big be away from your, from your family. I've got a, a good friend who's head of security for the Toronto Raptors living right now in Orlando in the bubble. And I'm sure it's a similar, if the, you go deep, it's got to be a similar time frame there as well to be exactly. away from your family, etc. All right, uh, Premier Golf League news, uh, Canada sweepstakes. We're going to get to that later on the show, both those. Uh, on the other side, we're going to jump into the FedEx St. Jude Classic Invitational Leaderboard. Uh, tee times have been moved up in clement weather. Brandon Todd, a two-time winner already this year on the PG Tour. He has the lead. Brooks Kepka had the lead after round one. A one over par round of 71 cost him that lead yesterday. But Kepka looking like he's back. We're going to jump into it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America. Go National, go like a pro. And by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Mary. Mary's quite contrived. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America, and by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them, and you'll see why. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Week, Scully... Ben, everyone in one building, one roof, under the lights. Nine different rooms. <laughs> <It looks like. laughs> I was going to say, I, you know, Scully, who is by far the largest of the Golf Talk Canada team, you know, chiseled 6'6". <laughs> six, six, a chiseled 6'6". Six, six, and if I'm, if I'm cheating you of an inch, uh, Adam, I'm sorry. But you, regard, once you get the 6'6", six six, does it really matter if you're, <laughs> right. you know, at this point? I'm the guy at 5'7 and a half. I need that half inch, okay? At 6'6", six, six, you don't need another inch or a half inch. We've got him in the smallest box in the building. Yeah, I know. The biggest does. guy in the smallest it box. I know. Next week, we should put a helmet in there just in case he stands up in there. <laughs> uh, speaking of tailor-made... Uh, 
Adam and I were at the uh, TaylorMade head office this week. They did their first ever virtual national sales conference. That's cool. It was very cool. Um, and David Bradley was the host, and they asked me to come in with David. And uh, we had Nick Taylor join us, part nice. of Team TaylorMade, obviously. We got a sneak peek at the fall lineup, which I believe I can't talk about uh, embargo. I think Adam, do you remember the embargo actually, date? Do you know about it? Is it next week? Adam, is it August 10th, the embargo? Yeah, I think that sounds right. Where is he? Oh, he can't talk? He's not there? Okay, Scully's not there. See, I can't see him behind the, the screen. <laughs> Ben's giving me the uh, the Undertaker sign there. On the, <laughs> yeah. He's giving me, he's not there. Uh, yeah, so officially we can talk about it after August 10th. What I can say is this. Uh, beautiful product line. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a heavy in the in the in the in the iron category, and Canada is going to be very happy. Mm, interesting. Um, Canada is going to be very happy, and and when we can talk on August tenth, that will make a lot more sense. That this is a very much a Canadiana uh, launch. I Perfect. think this is very cool. So, uh, okay, FedEx St. Jude Classic. This is the first ever uh, WGC event for our for our friend Nick Taylor. Um, Canada for the first time ever. What we had four four guys playing before this. The record was two, right? And now we had so we doubled the record. We doubled broke the record. Before we get to the official top of the leaderboard, let's take a look at what our Canadians are doing. Mackenzie Hughes and Nick Taylor now both one under par for the tournament. So they'll go off today later. That's in a tie for thirty third. So one under par, good number in this event. Corey Connors even par right now in this event. Adam Hadwin, four over. That's a bit of a tough go for Adam. Not a bad show for the other three, but nice to have four Canadian flags on the board. And Bob, this is something we better get used to. Now with the official World Golf ranking, I know you know Nick's just fallen back on the other side of the top 100, but likely to go back jump inside with four players in the top 100 in the world. Majors, WGCs, playoffs. These are guys are in great playoff positions. We'll take a look at the FedEx Cup standings on the other side of the break. So Canada in a good spot in the FedEx Cup as well. Big fields with big Canadian names now is going to be kind of the rest of the way. Yeah, and uh, Mac and Nick are playing today, by the way, playing together today with Cameron Champ at 10 o'clock. Um, but you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a, a banner time right now for Canadian golf. And you got those four guys, plus you've got three guys who just made the cut on the Barracuda. Um, the other tournament that's yes, going this week. We should take well. a look at that as well. You know, I yeah. totally forgot about yeah, the, I know. the stable for system. Yeah, so they made it. That's the one that makes me feel good when I see the leader at 19 over. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can compete. I'm there. Until I realize how they score. But they, um, it's, and then you go onto the women's tour and you got Brooke and, and you got Elena going and you've got, look at Taylor Pendrith is uh, a week or two away from perhaps earning a spot in the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really, it's, What's amazing about these guys too is they are they are so close to each other, especially this big four. I I had a call with Mackenzie Hughes after the uh, Memorial Tournament where he played well, and he called me from his car and he was driving home and taking Nick with him because Nick didn't have a place to to sort of camp out for right. a little while. So so awesome. that's, yeah. So there, and the other thing he, Mackenzie said, which was really cool, he says I'm walking down the hole and I see the leaderboard and I see a name up there. Oh, Adam Hadwin, he's three under. And then he goes a little further and he goes. Oh, Nick's four under. He says, I better get going here. I don't want to be the last guy Right, here. so they so, got that little camaraderie yeah. but competition within the team, which is fantastic. Right. Uh, the other thing I love about this too, Bob, is there are some benefits to COVID. Uh, you know, I'm looking at silver linings. We have a, a nice year now race for Team Canada for those two spots for the Olympics, oh, which yeah. were slam dunks before. Exactly. It was, it was, it was going to be Hadwin and Connors 
close the door, go home. Not anymore. Nope. Still could be them. But, I mean, we've got a real race for those two spots. Yeah. And then from an American standpoint, I was having a conversation the other day. We were talking about Ryder Cup. And if you're Jordan Spieth, the best thing in the world is the Ryder Cup being delayed a year. Right? Exactly. Because, you, you know, you're, you're trying to get back to that level. There's guys that need to make a push. And so there are silver linings to this. Now, speaking of guys looking for silver linings, well, Brendan Todd, not much is a silver lining. He's your leader right now, 64-65. If most, you go to most golf fans and ask them, uh, Brendan Todd, they're going to, they have no clue that this season on the PGA Tour, he's a two-time winner already. <laughs> he's looking for his third winner, win of the year, which really, you know, unless Justin Thomas does something the rest of the way, Brandon Todd could lock up player of the year with a win here. Bob. It's it's uh, amazing how he's kind of, I don't want to say he snuck in under the radar, but he really has in a lot of ways where he's yeah. just at this, um, I don't know, he's, he's in this amazing spot in his career where he's kind of resurrected it. The last thing I remember him was was taking on Mike Weir at, the, at uh, out of nowhere, kind of a, Think <laughs> the, about that. Uh, at Byron Nelson right. a bunch of years ago. Uh, he's seventh right now. On the FedEx Cup. Yeah. Brandon Todd. Amazing. And, and you'd never know that. It's because of when those wins w- happened. It w- they were fall events. Uh, a, a lot of the regular casual golf fan tunes out a lot of times for those fall events. Once the FedEx Cup's hand- once the four majors are done and the FedEx Cup's handed out, unless there's a Ryder Cup or President's Cup, a lot of that community just says, okay, I'll worry about golf when they get to Florida kind of thing. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason. He's got a two-shot lead over Ricky Fowler at nine under par. Ricky Fowler, you want to talk about a guy that needs to make a move. Oof. Fowler right now projected to move up 49 spots in the FedEx Cup, uh, nine under par, 64-67, and they'll go off with uh, Ben on in the final uh, threesome. They've also been put into threesomes uh, due to inclement weather as well on a Saturday. So Ben on at seven under. Ricky Fowler just kind of out of sorts, Bob. Just can't find the groove. And, you know, Right there with a guy like Brooks Kepka. We'll get to Kepka. But from a Fowler standpoint, even as far back as the Taylor made driving for relief, when we watched that, I was watching it going. This he just doesn't look good. No, it's it's uh he looks he doesn't look like he's got some I don't know, like a consistent play going around it, right? He'll have a couple of good rounds. So I'm just looking at his, his performances so far. Missed the cut at Charles Schwab, missed the cut at, at uh RBC Heritage, tie for twelfth at Rocket Mortgage, uh workday tie for twenty second in the last week. 81 in the first round of Memorial and shot 68 to miss the cut. It's um, like you say, there's just there's some good rounds in there, but there's a lot of inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Not the Ricky Feller that we're used to seeing for sure. And from, I consider him one of the best short to mid range putters in the world. Yeah. Um, and part of that, Bob, is he hits it with so much authority, so much speed. I love guys with, you know, I envy guys that from eight feet hit a putt that could go 11. You know right, what I mean? Right. I'm like, that is, especially on the green speeds that these guys play. And this year, when you see him earlier in the year, when we got back to uh, Charles Schwab and when we got back to, you know, those early events like RBC and whatnot, and he's experimenting with putter grips and, and, and right hand low and left in it, just in that, and then pencil grip at one point he was playing around with on the putting green. And you're going, this is one of the greatest short to mid range putters in the world, and you're fiddling with your grip. That's a sign, too, where mm, maybe something's a little off. Now, speaking of something a little off, Brooks Kepka. <laughs> 155. We're running out of time here. We're going to jump on the other side. We're going to pick it up with Kepka because we're going to take a look at who's on the bubble in the FedEx Cup. And this is a perfect segue because who is the biggest star in the game of golf 
that is on the outside looking in right now. It is no hands doubt. down Brooks Kepka no at one fifty five. He is the defending champion this week at the FedEx St. Jude Classic. He is the defending champion next week at the PGA Championship. He is four off the lead. Yesterday he couldn't roll it into a bathtub. If he was standing on the edge of the bathtub, he would have missed. Can he get the putter working today? We'll jump in and do it next. We'll bring in Adam Scully. We'll tackle a few other topics that we couldn't get to off the top of the show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them and you'll see why. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America, and by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Weeks, Scully, everybody back in the building. It is uh, back in studio. We've got golf happening around the world. Five tours. Right now, we're taking a look at the FedEx Cup because we, on the other side of the break, the previous uh, segment, we uh, spoke a little about Brooks Kepka, Bob. And obviously, to me, you know, that is the story right now. If you're watching this FedEx Cup, top 125. Now, we should mention this. Unlike previous years, you're not going to lose your status this right. year, right? Uh, what you will lose. If you're uh, a player like a Jonathan Vegas right now, who is at 126 officially, and Matt Wallace, the bubble boy at 125, if you're Jonathan Vegas, you're going to lose out on a ridiculous amount of playoff money. Right. But you're exactly. going to keep your PGA Tour card regardless. Okay. Now, obviously, Brooks Kepka at 155 with his majors that he has accumulated in the last you know couple of years, just stockpiling majors. Uh, he's got enough exemptions where he doesn't have to worry about a thing. But again, uh, if you're Brooks Kepka, you know to miss the playoffs is it's an embarrassing mark, Bob. He's here. He's four off the pace. A bit of a rough day yesterday, um, but looking like he's going to make at least now starting to make a move. Interesting this week. Saw his coach for the first time since COVID. Did you yeah. hear that? Yeah, Pete Cowan. Pete Cowan, who Dude. had COVID, by the way. Yeah, uh, and th- early on. And they did. Uh, they were working electronically. The one thing that Cowan said that I found very interesting, regardless of how much, and this is a good, if you're, if you're out there listening and you're working with a coach online, which are great, because I know we've had uh, a lot of great coaches mm-hmm. on there doing things, and it is a great way of communicating and doing things, especially with, uh, you know, if there's a ge- geographical issue, like you're separated sure. by geography, et cetera. But Cowan said, until I could see ball flight, in person, I couldn't actually figure out exactly what we needed to work on. Right. Because you, you, on, on video, you just don't know how much the fades are peeling, how much the draws are picking the windows in the sky, et cetera. I found that a real interesting comment. Yeah, it was it. And, you know, it's funny. This always reminds me. A couple of years ago, I was back at, I was going out to the range at, at my golf club, and I saw a guy there working on a swing. And I said, What are you working on? He says, I'll tell you, I'm working on how much weight is on my big toe at the top of my backswing. And that, to me, was a perfect example of how amateur golfers get messed up and how golf pros, because as you know, Mark, when you talk to golf pros, what's the, the biggest thing? When they're trying to find a, a fix a problem, it's almost always in fundamentals. It's yeah. always stance, alignment. And that's basically what Brooks is saying. He just took his left foot back a little bit, right? right. That was part of what he was doing. And on the putting side, there was a little bit of a body position, a, a setup position. Very simple things. Subtle. 
Right, and it's it just to me it shows you how uh, how a little things like that can get out of whack, especially alignment. I find right. The other fi- thing I find so interesting as well is to your point, Bob, is that what you feel you are doing versus what you are actually doing sometimes yeah. are so different. Exactly. And if you don't have a trained set of eyes that knows, hold on, yeah. your foot actually isn't there. It usually is here. That's right. How are you supposed to know that? But that's so what guys variables. like Pete Cowan and those guys and you right. know all those great teachers, Ralph Bauer, and those guys pick up. Now, speaking of great teachers, and speaking of Kepka on the bubble on the outside looking in, needed a big move this week. And again, four off the pace, seven under par for, uh, at the FedEx St. Jude Classic. Phil Kenya. The putting guru. Yes. Had a lesson with Phil this week, a putting lesson as well, earlier in the week. Day one, that worked out. Day two, yesterday, like I said earlier in the show, he couldn't roll it into a bathtub. So now he's not the only big name on the outside looking in. Sergio Garcia has shown signs of life lately, but Garcia right now projected at 130. Justin Rose, who showed a little bit of signs of life when we came out of the break and has kind of backtracked a bit lately, 127. Uh, For the guys right now on the outside looking in, Bob, who do, who do you think makes the move, and who do you think might actually not be there when the dust settles? Well, if we're taking Brooks Kepka out of the equation, I think Johnny Vegas will, will figure out a way to get in there. Um, I'm not sure about Sergio. We'll see. Uh, you know, you look down the list, and I see names like J.B. Holmes. I see names like Siwoo Kim. Open champion at 149. Yeah. Shane and, Lowry. And there's a few in there. Dan, Danny Willett's been playing some decent golf. He's only got 10 starts on the, on the, on the uh, PGA Tour, so it's not a huge surprise. But... There's enough out there that's going to keep me kind of looking at that. Uh, I love when they have the little bubble, you know, it goes up yeah, and down. Yeah. It'll be at the PGA Championship to a certain extent to find out where the guys are going to go down to. So, um, I, But I, I think Sergio is the one that I think is, is going to – I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be safe. It'd be great to see. Like I said, he started playing uh, really good golf uh, when we uh, first made the break. When we first – you know, when we first came back, he's showing some real signs of life. So um, – it was great. Oh, we're getting some noise from behind the glass there. <laughs> no, not at all. Sorry, boys. Uh, we have wonderful technical difficulties this morning. Did you hear your mic go off there too, Bob? Yeah, Is that just headphone, me or me? My headphones just stopped. I talk so loud that uh, occasionally <laughs> I just don't know if uh, people are hearing me or not. I don't need a microphone or a radio signal. <laughs> Could be just you and I talking. Uh, yeah, we just roll down the window and give me a megaphone. Way. I'm pretty sure they get me in most of the GTA at that point. All right, let's sw- uh, switch gears a little here. Uh, Premier Golf League. Came up in the news last week. We started talking about it again, the Premier Golf League. Um, Henrik Stenson. Dodge, I, I, I'm not even sure if he knows anything or if he's just playing with the media. Bob. Yeah. Because they asked him, have you received an offer sheet? Have you received an offer letter? Right? And he kind of kind of smirked that like he didn't even uh, confirm or deny this. We know that the money is coming out of Saudi Arabia. We know they've they've made a t- a theoretically what we've heard is they've made a tentative offer sheet to players. Of course, this is a big large pool of money, and this is a team concept. But I don't know. I thought we I thought the the plug was pulled on this when Rory said what he said, Kepka said what he said, and then on the other side of COVID comes out and the rumors start going. I gotta be honest with you, I have zero interest in this league. I don't need multi 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 millionaires that are more than likely nearing the end of the career, Stenson, Mickelson, etc., getting into some made for TV team concept that I have no attachment to whatsoever to play for more millions of dollars. This has zero interest to me at all. Uh, yeah, I w- I'm with you. I thought it was sort of dead in the water once those guys spoke out against it. The only thing that I think has kind of brought this back is the fact, and the rumors, we don't know this for sure, 
Uh, but there's a lot of talk about the European tour being in financial yes. wherewithals, right? A little bit short on, on some, some cash down there. And so this may be a chance where these guys step in and say, hey, listen, we're going to do something over in Europe, or maybe we'll do something with primarily European tour players. We do know that last week or so, it, we don't know actually when they sent them out, but it came to light last week that they have made formal offer sheets to players. Uh, what that in a, it entails, yeah, we don't what does know. That entail? It's a little bit of secret, right. secretive still. Um, but I think there is, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So something's going on behind the scenes. And the fact that it's risen again means that the guys are active and they may have a, some kind of a way to, to make it work. It sounds to me like it would be uh, potentially heavy, heavy European, potentially. It also sounds to me like we might be dealing with um, another cash cow for guys at the end of their career. Could be. And so it's, it's, it's feeling like that to me, that if you're Rory McIlroy and you're Brooks Kepka and you're the, that level of player, Dustin Johnson, you're still playing for legacy. You're still playing for, like, how much money do you need at that point? <laughs> right. So wh where does your legacy land in the sport when it's all said and done, when you put a bow on this? Playing on the Premier Golf League is going, in my opinion, is going to diminish your legacy if you're still in the if you're still in the in the game, so to speak. Now, if you can't compete anymore, or you think the door is closed, or you're not in you're not in the the league to put the go out and peg it up at TPC Harding Park next week and not compete for a PGA Championship, and you just want to line your pockets, go go play the Premier Golf League. Maybe I'm being too cynical about it. I don't know. I'm just like I don't watch. I don't watch golf to see, oh, he made a million dollars. I could care less. I want to see guys win majors. I want to see us compare this era to the previous era. I want, to me, that's what it's about. It's not about, oh, this guy just went. And, and with all due respect to the FedEx Cup, because I love the FedEx Cup, they keep bumping up the price of, or the, the excuse me, the purse of the FedEx Cup. And it's, you know, it's jaw dropping money, et cetera. But I care about the FedEx Cup now because the players care about the FedEx Cup. Right. They want to win it. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the fact that it's fifteen million this year instead of ten million. It's um, it's I, I don't know until you sort of see what the what the Premier Golf League is actually going to look like and structured like. I have a hard time kind of weighing in on it, and and it's so different than you know what we what we know about it is sort of a team concept. Mm -hmm. It's so different from what we're used to, where it's an individual guy. You know, you can look at the leaderboard, you see the score. Um, I'd be interested to see what happened, but it almost sounds like you said like a pre-Champions Tour league for 40-year-olds yeah. or something, but yeah. we'll, see. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. We'll see. On the other side, we're going to give away a TaylorMade SIM driver. 20 weeks of TaylorMade is going to continue. We're also going to get you caught up on Canada Sweepstakes. Great initiative from Golf Canada, uh, from the Golf Canada Foundation, uh, COVID-19 Golf Relief Fund. Uh, great prizes you could win. VIP experiences. We'll let you know how you can get involved in that next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America and by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world Welcome can back match to Myrtle Golf Beach's Talk volume Canada. of golf 
quality and Zucchino value. and Weeks back in Myrtle studio. Beach is the golf capital of the All world. Right, Bob, let's give away a tailor-made driver. Marilyn Joy from Bay Roberts, Newfoundland. And Mar- Labrador. And Labrador. Newfoundland, Labrador. Marilyn Joy, you are the winner of a Sim Max driver from TaylorMade. And how did she win? She won because she followed us on social media at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram. You can win as well. Just follow us at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. We've got how many more weeks? Grand prize is U.S. Open. So several more weeks. We've got like five or six more weeks at least to go. Grand prize will be through the bag uh, set of tailor-made golf equipment. You get treated like a pro for a day. Custom fit. Is that our first ever winner from... Newfoundland and Labrador. I wonder. Might be. I don't know. We'll have to go into the archives. There must have been something at some point. You you know what we have that's very cool? Um, So when I was at the TaylorMade sales conference this week, David Bradley gave us a commemorative TaylorMade staff bag that is a San Francisco Giants commemorative staff bag. When you, <laughs> it's unbelievable. When you unzip it, it's got like baseball cards inside on the lining and like wow. famous San Francisco Giant players. That's pretty and cool. The guys will be carrying that at the PGA. Yeah, the guys will be carrying it at the PGA. So I believe next week is the week we're going to give that away with the set of irons. Yes, it. it is. Apparently. Is it? Is that what we're getting the nod? Producer. Are we getting the nod from the master producer, Adam Scully, behind the glass? Okay. So... Uh, that's going to be next week's prize. So if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada, at Golf Talk Canada, you got a chance next week at a brand new set of irons as well as that commemorative bag. So, so you got that cool. bag. Are yeah. you going to be carrying it next I week? I am not carrying it <laughs> unless I get the call from like Nick or something <laughs> yeah. to get down to San Francisco. Uh, but yeah, no. So they gave gave it to us uh, here at Golf Talk Canada to give away that's to one cool. of our listeners. That's cool. So that's going to be very cool along with a custom. Now, speaking also of things that are very cool, GolfCanadaSweeps.com. GolfCanadaSweeps.com. Your chance to support uh, the Golf Canada Foundation's COVID-19 Golf Relief Fund. So Golf Canada trying to do their part uh, to raise money uh, in this uh, global pandemic. And these are some great prizes, Bob. Now, when is the actual draw here? It says 26 days away, August 27th at 9 p.m. So we have lots of time to buy tickets. You can buy tickets online at Canada at GolfCanadaSweeps.com. August the 27th, 9 p.m. You can buy tickets. There's many different ways. 10 tickets for $20, 40 t- uh, for $35, and of course, 125 tickets for $50. But these prizes are great. You see some of these things? VIP experience at the RBC Canadian Open. You've got uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. We've got a trip to Cabot. There's some great stuff here. It's amazing, and uh, they've already raised uh, $350,000 before they went public. I bought my tickets last week, so I, I'm, I'm in on the draw. But they've got some, uh, some big heavyweights have also donated. Adam Hadwin uh, donated. Um, Ryan Palmer donated. And as you said, the prizes are great. The early bird prize is a, uh, a trip to Cabot. The grand prize, VIP hospitality experience at next year's uh, RBC Canadian Open, which uh, you're going to have, uh, you're going to be wined and dined if you go, if you win that one. I've seen some of the stuff that's involved with that. So uh, it's great. They've got prizes from the USGA. So there's a US Open tickets. I think there's some, uh, tickets to the um, Waste Management, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Bear Mountain Resort, Cape Breton. So it's a, it's a really good thing. And the best part of it is that the, the, you're helping out. So the relief fund is going to subsidize non-medical PPE uh, um, stuff for golf course employees and uh, sanitation, hygiene, protective materials, and also 
they're going to give um, frontline workers a chance to play a little bit of golf. That's great. Even better. So that's that's great. That. And I love how the golf community has kind of rallied. Obviously, and we've had this conversation a lot in the last three months. You know, participation up is up across the board in golf. Uh, we had this conversation up at TaylorMade this week with their sales conference as well. They just couldn't believe, you know, the response from golfers and people coming back to the game and young people. Junior camps are like full across the board because it was one of the few places you could put your kids safe and sure. get them involved in the sport and feel comfortable about it. So all this is, uh, you know. All this, I, I guess, in, in, a, in, a, in a tough time trying to find something positive. Uh, but the, the one thing that we haven't talked about is many golf courses giving either free or heavily discounted golf rates to frontline workers saying, come out and play, thank you. And that, that's a, a, a very cool story. Yeah, right across the country, I've heard from, uh, from courses and facilities that are doing that. I've, I know some in B.C., I know some in Alberta, uh, I know some out east as well. So it's, uh, it's great. And... You know, there's a lot of courses out here that are jammed up. So to make some time for these people, it's uh, it's great. That's awesome. Now, okay, so uh, I understand that most of our technical difficulties are are being repaired. So <laughs> I'm a little worried about. That I'm a little part worried most. part. I most, well, I'm telling you because I can't hear. I can't hear my ears. My headset isn't working, so I can't hear our, our ins and outs. I'm guessing on when our billboards are done. When I can jump. So this is very. I'm flying blind here today. So excuse Bob and I if uh, if we're stepping on billboards or stepping on each other at any point. Uh, we can't hear our music. We can't hear our ins and outs. Uh, but uh, hour two uh, looks like we have uh, the ability to be on television in TSN wow. five. So that's that's great. So if you if you want to watch Hour 2, you can watch Hour 2. But if you're listening right now, why would you watch Hour 2? Just <laughs> stick with us. That would be big. Um, I played Cedar Bray this week. I, I hinted it earlier. And I just wanted, before we wrap up Hour 1 here, um, I know Weston is always in magnificent shape. I got to tell you, uh, the greens at Cedar Bray. We got out there, you know, I mean, Adam got above the hole a couple of times early. Had 12 footers coming back for par. Just like, whoa, like it was it was putting downhill on the hood of a Buick, as they say. Course was in tremendous condition. Now I think they had their club championships the last week or so. So that might okay. that's part of it. But I mean there was a little hop in the fairway. There was a bounce. It was great. I love it. Like I don't know how you feel too. And I know this is a big uh Golf architecture and, and the way people are talking now. Like, I love brown in a golf course. I love a hop. I know some people like to see it super green, and they see brown, and they think brown's not good. No, brown is beautiful. I love the firm hop. Also, you you lose uh, use less water. It's environmentally friendly to, to keep a golf course a little brown. Look at what you and I talk about uh, the Open Championship every yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they let Mother Nature set it up, right? <laughs> right. And uh, you're right. Quick greens, you know, if they're a little firm and bouncy, that's not bad. I don't mind that. Is Weston I mean, a little brown? Yeah, a little bit of brown. We had something our guys are, are doing a great job, but during that real big heat wave, you yeah. know, Poa doesn't really, and the, that kind of heat doesn't go together. So it just changed color a little bit, but yeah. still was speedy. I had one point a couple of weeks ago where I was behind the uh, third green at Weston in three and walked to the fourth tee with an eight. So <laughs> I can tell you a lot about about how quick they are at Weston, and I'm sure at a lot of different places they're the same way. Yeah, well, I, if you're out there listening and you're a member at a golf club and you see a little brown on your golf course and it's a little firm and it's got a hop, don't complain to your superintendent. Thank him, okay? Because yeah, they're, they're working hard. Yeah. They're, uh, and, and don't forget, with all this increased play, in fact, here's a funny story. We had our uh, – I've got a quick second here to tell us. Yeah, yeah, no, tell it. Um, our, our superintendent sends out a, you know, a newsletter and yeah, everything. Yeah, of course. He said that, that there's – there's the people who are playing are playing too quickly because they're catching up 
the, the first groups are playing through because everyone's, you know, people are in four carts right. or people are playing with, with no delays because there's big spaces between all the groups. But it's they're catching up to the people setting, you know, cutting the greens oh, in the morning. Oh, okay. so the they're getting ahead of them. So slow down, people. I've never I heard that. Have you? Do you ever hear that? We have a problem with too fast to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's something. That's a, not a narrative we've heard no, much in the golf no, community. But that's one of the benefits of COVID. Is that you, you rarely have a slow round anymore. Uh, yesterday was Dr. J. Petroff's 60th birthday. Oh, well, we that had uh, dangerous. Already. Yeah, yeah. My uh, personal physician. Uh, normally a dentist, but for me, a uh, life coach more than anything else. Uh, we were up at Wooden Sticks. Uh, thank you to the people up at Wooden Sticks. It, it was uh, tremendous, uh, the conditioning. And they've been so busy. Public golf course, so busy. Greens were beautiful. Course was in great shape. I think we played in four hours and 20 minutes. which wow. And it's a big golf course. There's a lot of driving between greens and tees. I mean, it was awesome. It was so good, and we had a great time. So get out there and play. Enjoy yeah, it. Get out there exactly. and play and play some play. You know, this is a great time too. There's still, a, you know, and for, excuse uh, are any of our listeners listening in other parts of Canada. Excuse this Torontonian talk at the moment, but uh, there's still a little bit of less traffic on the road. There's there's still not yeah, quite where it was pre-COVID. I so agree. to get up to Uxbridge from Scarborough, bottom of Scarborough, you know, wasn't. Isn't the uh, isn't the uh, day trip that right. it can be uh, <laughs> right. when you know pre-COVID Toronto traffic? It was like it was quite easy. It was a great time. We had a blast, so, all right. On the other side, we are going to Memphis. Walking in Memphis. Should we do a little walking <laughs> in Memphis, Bob? We're going to walk in Memphis with Freddie Albers on the PGA Tour radio team. It is the first World Golf Championship event of the year. The FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Brendan Todd, right now, a two-shot lead over Ricky Fowler and a four-shot lead over a host of players that includes Brooks Kepka. We'll go down to Memphis. We'll jump in with Freddie. He's got the play-by-play talk. He's got the walk inside the ropes today with my good friend Fred Albers. We'll also have Stardom Sidham on the other side. We will also have winners, weird and what, and leaderboard updates from around the world of golf and Hour two of GTC. If you only get hour one, listen to us online, listen to the podcast, complain to your program director. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America, and by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Zakino Weeks in studio. Adam Scully with you as we are across the TSN radio network and on TSN 5 television. Busy hour. We're going to do stardom sit for our fantasy players. And some weeks have been good, Bob. 
Others, not so much in stardom, sit them. So. Sometimes they want to say that you guys should be sitting. That's right. <laughs> we'll do winners, weird, and what. No shortage of uh, head-scratching material uh, this week, including fire ants, which uh, never heard that in the rules of golf before, but we'll get to that. And we'll do leaderboard updates from around the world of golf as we've got tours all over the place playing golf this week, whether it's the LPGA, two events, obviously, on the PGA Tour, European Tour, Champions Tour, where Mike Weir is making his debut, Corn Ferry Tour. Lots to get to, but the big one this week is the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. It is the uh, World Golf Championship event. We have four Canadians in the field, which is exciting. And we got Brooks Kepka trying to get back into form, look good on Thursday, not so good on Friday. Of course, TSN, you can watch the coverage, but if you want to listen to the coverage, in my opinion, the <laughs> best call in all of golf is on the SiriusXM PGA Tour radio team. And the gold standard on our PGA Tour radio team is my good friend who's joining us now, Mr. Freddie Albers. Freddie, thanks for taking the time this morning. That would be iron pyrite known as fool's gold standard. All right, Freddie, before we get into this, I have a very important question for you because I have worked Memphis with you before. It is a, it is a COVID environment, for, so things are a little different. But I need to know right out of the gates, have you figured out a way to get your hands on Memphis barbecue? You know, last night they went out, and unfortunately, I took a nap when we came back and uh, slept through dinner, but uh, haven't had any barbecue. But we did go outside and had some social distancing with uh, with a drink and a cigar, so that replaced the barbecue okay. last night. Okay, you got to have some ribs for me before you get out of there, okay? Just promise Absolutely. me that. Dry, oh. Okay. got to have the dry rub here in <laughs> okay, Brendan Todd on top of this leaderboard, looking for his third win of the year. Obviously, there's some heavyweights behind him. This is a WGC event, but Brendan Todd, it's, it seems like you know we shouldn't be surprised that he's here anymore now. He looks comfortable in this skin, and maybe with a third win, Freddie, maybe so's a player of the year. Absolutely. and In fact, it could be more than, than two wins this season. You know, he had a really one bad hole at the Travelers at the 12th, or he could have snuck in uh, another win. Uh, just a remarkable story. A guy who, you know, just a year ago was considering dropping out of golf and buying a pizza franchise and, you know, has just turned his, his golf game around and, you know, just as mysteriously lost it. A winner in 2014 had a bad season in 15, says he hit one wayward shot. And from that moment on, just couldn't square the club face. And it's been a long, long road back for Brendan Todd. And you couldn't be happier for him. Just as nice a guy as you would ever want to meet. Uh, and this week, he's doing it with his putting. Uh, now has always been a good putter. Uh, 44th this year in the strokes game putting for the season on the PGA Tour. But this week, he's by far number one. Has gained almost seven shots on the field on the greens. Has made 263 feet in putts, a little bit more than that. And on Friday alone, made more than 150 feet in putts. And 50 of that coming on one hole, just a spectacular 50-foot birdie putt at our par 3 14th hole. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of putts. Uh, another guy who's playing some, some good golf, and we haven't seen him consistently play good golf for a while. In fact, hasn't had a top 10 since January, is Ricky Fowler. What do you make of his game right now? Well, it's still a game in transition. He's going through a few swing changes, and that's absolutely reflected in his numbers this year. He's 89th, 89th in the FedEx Cup standings. You think of him as being, you know, a top 10 guy, absolutely top 25. Outside the top 50, you just wouldn't think of that uh, from Ricky. He's had another good week putting. He's made more than 90 feet. 
in putts per day and also pretty good scrambling. He chipped in on his 17th and 18th hole to break out of that big uh, tie for second place. Oh, solo second beginning this uh, weekend round. Uh, two shots behind Brendan Todd. He's 12 and 14 scrambling on the week. The strange thing about Ricky, there's only two par fives at TPC Southland, and he's played them in even par. So you are really losing ground to the field if you're not under par on the par fives, and you only have two of them per day. And so, you know, he, he needs to make better ground up on those par fives here on the weekend. Uh, speaking of TPC uh, Southwind, Freddie, what are we going to see today? Is there some inclement weather in the area? I saw them playing in threesomes. Uh, this course can play tough, but it usually needs a bit of a bounce in the ground to play tough. What, what are we going to get? Are these guys going to have a course they can shoot at today, or, uh, or are we going to keep it firm? We have rain overnight. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, snow days. Well, I don't know if you have that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Every day snow day in Canada. But when, when I was growing up, you'd have snow days. And you'd get up, you know, the possibility of snow overnight. And, you know, you'd wake up like at 4 in the morning and go to the window to look outside to see if it's snowing. <laughs> well, I got up at 4 this morning, and sure enough, it was raining. But by the time I I actually got up at 6, uh, the, the sun was just rising the, the rain was gone. We have like a 30% chance of rain, a window between uh, 10 and noon, and from noon on, and I mean all the way through Sunday, very little chance of rain. So the golf course is going to remain receptive. I think that's the big reason you've seen some good scores is the greens are holding. But we had a lot of wind on Friday afternoon that, that really whipped some of the moisture out of the golf course. So I expect it will be a little firmer, even with the, the overnight rains. Uh, but we, we should play without uh, further interruption. Freddie, I uh, asked Mark this question when he got back from Detroit. I want to get your take on this. Is What's it like now to broadcast in a, an environment where there's no fans and there's no one else? I know Mark had a, an incident where he was very excited about a call that even Webb, Webb Simpson, Simpson came over yeah. and, and was, uh, was laughing at him a little bit. But what's it like for you as a veteran out there, and what kind of changes have you had to make in, in what you do? But we all have our little stories to tell where, oh, my God, that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think you get used to it pretty quick. You stand a little further back, and you're really cognizant of, of being uh, on the correct side of the wind, being downwind so that your voice doesn't carry into the greens and, and maybe uh, having you know have something in front of you, whether it's behind a tree or something, to absorb the sound. But the very first week back, I was part of the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial in Texas in Fort Worth. And I don't know which day it was, but a TV announcer had backed off a player earlier in the round. I just said to myself, that is not happening to me. So I was standing well back. I, I was calling putts from like maybe 50 yards away. And at that par 3 16th hole, there's a bridge that I was standing on. And it may have been Colin Moore, Colin, I think it was. And it probably was the final round. And I said, this is a slick downhill putt. You know, you can't really charge this. (laughs) This green does have some speed to it. So he hits it, and I go, well, you didn't have to charge it, but my goodness, that's six feet shy of the cup. That's really going to be a challenging bar. And then he goes up and he taps it in. I go, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I had a brown spot on the green that I thought was the hole, and it wasn't. He actually lagged it up to tap in distance. I was just so embarrassed and had to apologize to to the listeners. It, it, it happens. You know, there's there's certain things that, you know, hopefully you'll get better at as, as you adapt to all these situations. But, you know, we, we all have our, our mishaps out there from time to time. 
Well, Freddie, you should try the job at my height. If you think it's tough at your height, you should try it. <laughs> you should try it from my perspective. We're with Fred Albers from the PGA Tour radio play-by-play team. They'll have the call this afternoon for the World Golf Championship FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Freddie Kepka, to me, looking at the numbers, watching a little bit of the coverage, listening to some of the coverage, it looked like the ball striking wasn't that much different between Thursday and Friday. The putter just went south. Is it that is it that simple? If he just cleans up the putter again, we should expect them to have a solid Saturday? I wonder if that's a reflection of confidence. And I, I haven't seen Brooks hit a single shot. I've just been on the opposite side of the golf course when he was playing. Will Haskett has walked with him for the first two days. But I was listening to his call. Uh, when he missed a three-footer and then missed another four-footer coming back in the opposite direction for a double bogey. And I think that can erode your confidence, particularly when you haven't been playing that well. Uh, You know, we all know about the surgery and the knee has been slow to recover. It'll never be 100%. And I think when you miss one of those and your confidence isn't high to begin with, it kind of eats away at you. But like I said, I I haven't been with him this week. Uh, Freddie, before we let you go, I know you guys have a busy day efforting uh, to get us the call, get it, bring us the broadcast. Uh, what about fire ants? We're going to talk about it a little <laughs> la- later. Have you ever heard somebody ever calling a rules official for fire ants? And every week, Bryson's giving us something, isn't he? Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he's been wrong twice. And the same official has gone over and given him the ultimate ruling at Ken Tackett. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, I, I live in Texas, so it, it's it's common there. In fact, you've worked at Valero Texas Open, yeah. the par the par five second hole, right of that fairway. There's there's signs up beware of fire ants. So the fire ants are, are larger and vicious, and and the rules of golf says that you you do receive relief if it's uh, a fire ant uh, ant hole. And at first, he asked for a burrowing animal. Yeah, and Ken said, "Okay, what kind of animal?" So he couldn't come up with that. And then he said, "There's ants here." <laughs> so he sits down his two-way radio, and there's no ants crawling around. The rules of golf are specific, though. You you do get relief from fire ants. They're bright red. They are nasty, and we have a lot of them in Texas. FYI, Freddie, his diet of his calories it doesn't impress me. If he traveled with the radio team once in a while, he wants to see guys crush calories. We could take on Bryce. He hangs with us. We we'd fix him, wouldn't we? Yeah, if he needed to gain weight, he should have come to me. I could give him any number of ways. <laughs> Freddie, he tried eating an entire box of macaroni and cheese at 3 o'clock in the morning after going out to bars. That, that's that, a proven method. I can whip you into shape immediately. That's it, and then seven hours of live radio in front of you. Freddie, thanks so much, man. I miss you. Say hi to the guys for me. I'll be listening this afternoon, uh, and enjoy the rest of your time in Memphis. All right, my best to, uh, to Heather and Marty, too. Thank, Thanks, guys. thank you, Freddie. Freddie Albers from the PGA Tour Radio play-by-play team. The calls on SiriusXM. The calls on PGAtour.com. And if you're watching the golf, you know what a lot of our listeners are doing now, Bob? Because you, like, obviously you want the visuals, right? But there, uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners now that watch the golf and listen to the ra- and listen to the TV uh, radio call, similar to baseball. Yeah, very similar right. to baseball because they just like the extra conversation and extra. Uh, just descri- you have to be way more descriptive, obviously, in the radio call because sure. you don't have uh, images to rely on. And if people people sometimes enjoy that, I don't know. Give it a Freddie, shot. Freddie is just a prince of a guy, and he is very talented at yeah, what he does. He's the best. Paints a picture. All right. On the other side, you know who else is the best? Master producer Adam Scully. Uh, We're going to jump in on a little stardom sit And my gut tells me, from what I've heard, Adam and I... We'll be at odds today in stardom sit We're going to do it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada.
This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America, and by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, TSN Radio Network, TSN Television, TSN 5 today. Of course, don't forget you can watch the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational on TSN and CTV this weekend as the WGC kind of kicks off, we're, I don't call major season, Bob, as we're a week away from the PGA Championship and three playoff events and we're going to have a U.S. Open very heavy time, and it's kind of fun. I like that, you know, we're starting to see more European. We saw Tommy Fleetwood start a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we haven't seen everybody yet, and maybe we won't see everybody all year, is what we were talking about earlier with Molinari not playing and whatnot, but it's starting to get serious. Yeah, and who would have thought that uh, we'd be having the first major at the same time as we're having the opening of NBA season and the playoffs in hockey? I mean, PGA is normally in May, and that's usually when NHL is on too. But yeah, it's a strange, a strange time. But there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good golf left to be played, and a lot of uh, interesting movements on boards and things like FedEx Cups and Ryder Cups and points. Not a lot of time left, right? No, you got to exactly make your right. move. You got to make it now. Kepka's one of those guys. One fifty-five. He's on the outside looking in, looking to make a move this week. He is the defending champion this week as well as next week. Now, of course, next week, a different golf course for the PGA. But still, defending champion in the, last, in the next two weeks. He's in a position this week, four off the pace. And we've started Stardom Sinem, which has been a very popular uh, segment that we've started since we came back, so to speak, uh, post-COVID and got going again. And, you know, fantasy golf and betting on golf has gone through the roof uh, since it was the only sport. So, you know, gambler. PGA, yeah. yeah, PGA Tour just announced a big partnership with DraftKings yesterday that came out an extension of what they've already got going. And uh, you're right. There's, a, I mean, there was a lot of money being spent on <laughs> golf. I'm sure still is, maybe. And we've had a couple of winners. And we've done okay so far with our uh, fantasy. We've picked some runner-ups. We've picked some winners. We've been pretty accurate. We're going to do it every Wednesday as well on Golf Talk Canada television each week pre-tournament. And then we like to do it on the weekend. Uh, who do we want to start for the weekend? Who do we think might go in the, the good direction? Not necessarily win the golf tournament, but who do we think is going to get positive yardage and who might get negative yardage, head in the wrong direction? Now, normally we start with the cup half full. We're going to bring in master producer Adam Scully now. Uh, and normally we go with who you're going to start first. But I'm going to flip the script this oh, time for okay. a reason. There's a reason I'm flipping the script because I think Adam and I might have a little chat here in Stardom <laughs> Cinema. Okay. So, Scully, we're going to start with Sidham. Who are you benching this weekend? Who do you think might head in the wrong direction and why? Well, gentlemen, first of all, great to be back in studio. First time since March. Yeah, great to see you guys as well. I'm sitting this weekend, Brooks Kepka. I've been pretty optimistic about Kepka throughout this PGA Tour restart. I even started him a couple weeks ago at the workday and he missed the cut. But looking at his putting, he's just hitting these short putts way too hard. He three-putted from three and a half feet on Friday. Uh, he goes out, plays a great second round on Friday. On, uh, 
a great first round, sorry, on Thursday and a poor second round on Friday, giving up four shots to the field on the putting green, uh, 192nd in third round scoring, 180th in final round scoring. Brooks Kepka, I'm sitting him. Mark, I know you're going in a bit of a different direction, though, aren't you? Well, I'm going to sit uh, Webb Simpson. Well, well, let's go to Bob. I'm going to go to Bob for his sit first before I get to mine. So, Bob, right. who are you Who are you benching? Who are you putting on the pines this I, week? I'm taking a little bit of a gamble here. I'm going to uh, I'm going to sit Louis Oosthuizen, who's tied for eighth right now. Louis is uh, 68-67, uh, but he's not. He's hitting a ton of greens, but he is not putting well. That always scares me when mm-hmm. when guys don't putt well. And uh, right now he is 31st in strokes game putting in the field, which mm-hmm. is to me it's like halfway down. I just don't know if he's going to do that. I'm a, I say I'm a little nervous about this because he's one of those bubble boys. He's 123rd right now, so he needs to play well. So that might drive him to do a little, little bit better. But, uh, but right now, I'm a little nervous about that putting stat. And with some overnight rain, might affect the greens again. So they, there might be another adjustment. And if you're, uh, if you're concerned about overall putting, especially lag putting, things of that nature, yeah. another, another element uh, into the mix as well. Okay, I'm going to sit Webb Simpson, and I'm a big. Uh, I've been all over Webb Simpson this year, as you have as well, Bob. I think mm-hmm. we, you know, we yeah. even mm-hmm. considered he might be one of the favorites next week at the PGA Championship because we couldn't actually point to who's the favorite next week, which right. I think is kind of cool right now because, you know, heading into last year's majors, it, every week, now we were wrong at the U.S. Open. No one had Gary Woodland, okay? N- not taking anything away from Gary Woodland, but last year at the majors, you know, we knew it was going to be a driving contest at Bethpage. We all had that type of player, the Kepka DJ Rory. We were like, one of these guys is going to get it done. It was almost too simple. Uh, Augusta, I had Molinari. And he led most of the way. And I loved him at Augusta last year. And then, of course, Tiger. And I know Adam was all over Tiger, and whatever, <laughs> right. which was great. Uh, I've been like that with Webb Simpson this year. But when Webb plays well, there's certain categories that jump out at you. And one of them is the greens and regulation. He's a guy that usually hits a lot of greens when he's playing well. And only 61% at TPC Southwind right now compared to the other leaders, the other guys near at the top of the leaderboard. And we should say Kepka, excuse me, uh, Simpson opened with a 66 and followed it up with a 69. So he's, he's, he's playing well, but only at 61%. That's a number that bothers me when Simpson plays well. That number's usually higher. Strokes game putting, solid. You know, he's 2.5 to the positive positive side uh, that puts him 12th. So there's nothing glaring here. I just think he needs to hit more greens if he's going to keep moving forward. And he's he even opened up a little bit last week saying that, yeah, he's a, I'm going to call it a bit of a down spell, but certainly not in full stride. So he's looking to kind of get, get it ready for maybe next week again in, in a big August. I'm a little concerned about uh, Webb Simpson this week, so I'm going to put him on the bench for the weekend. Um he might not go backwards. I just don't see a lot of positive yardage here. Okay. This is why I reverse the order, Adam Scully. <laughs> this is why I Bring reverse it, the order. All right. And I have been the opposite of you on Brooks Kepka. I have uh, uh, not been a big Brooks Kepka fan the last year. You know, I'm, I, I get rubbed the wrong way by some of his comments and things like that, but I call it the way I see it. And I have been off Brooks Kepka. I have uh, not anticipated his game to turn around. But this week, I'm the opposite. I'm starting Kepka. You're putting him on the bench. I'm starting him. Because the one thing that you can turn around, I think, quickly in the game of golf uh, for guys of this nature is he's missing some short putts, okay? It's just a speed factor, to to Adam's point. I think he's going to – if he cleans up his three-footers – 
His ball striking is insane. He's hitting over 80% of his greens in regulation. That puts him first. He's hitting more greens than anybody else in his field. He's second tee to green. He is uh, he's still hitting a lot of fairways. I mean, negative strokes game putting yesterday. He was positive three strokes game putting on Thursday. Negative four and a half yesterday. I mean, if the putter just gets average, his ball striking's going to... It's very much looking like a Rory McIlroy round of golf. Putt average... You'll probably win the golf tournament, Kapka. All right, Adam, who are you starting? And I think a little side wager this week for you and I. Yeah, I think definitely a side wager there. And, and yeah, I know Kepka spent three hours on Wednesday afternoon on the putting green with uh, Coach Phil Kenyon. So we'll see what he does over the weekend. But we know Kepka, he really prepares for those majors. A quick side note here. Uh, we're going to do a little essay on Golf Talk Canada TV this week that Bob's put together. And I went through some of Kepka's great sound bites, or maybe not so great sound bites, about just how confident he is. So looking forward. <laughs> to showing you guys all that uh, this week. On the stardom side of things, I'm going Chez Reavy, 66-67 through the first two rounds. This week, he's first in strokes gained tee to green, fourth in strokes gained approach to green, tenth in strokes gained uh, around the green, top 25s in his last two starts. I think Chez Reavy is due for a good weekend. I am starting Chez Reavy. Bob, who are you starting this weekend? Uh, just before I give you that answer, I just uh, Ches Reevy is one of those. Is it like a Brandon Todd? You just don't realize how good he's been playing, right? Yep. He's one quiet. Those, yeah, sneaking in there. Uh, so I'm going back to the, in that big gaggle of players who are tied for eighth, and I'm going to go with Sung J M. I'm going to start him. And there's again, I'm kind of taking a flyer here because his performance since they come back, he had a, a top ten of the first tournament back at Charles Schwab, but since then he's been. Um, mediocre, mediocre for his standards. Yeah, yeah. tied 58th, tied 53rd, 63rd. And then missed the cut at the uh, memorial, uh, but I have a feeling, good feeling about him this week, and that's because he's putting well. And when he puts well, he usually plays well. He's third in strokes gained putting right now. He's tied for eighth in strokes gained overall. So I think maybe he's getting out of his uh, out of his funk. And uh, you know, it just it's it's amazing that uh, that he's actually been in that. You gotta love Sanjay M too. Right? You love this kid. All he does is play golf. He doesn't complain that there's too much golf. He doesn't complain about the the schedule and how hard it is. He he plays almost every week, and he says, "Well, if I wasn't out here playing on the PG Tour, I'd be at home playing golf." So let's just play golf. So you just gotta love the attitude. And he actually took a week off last. Yeah, I know. So Shocking part, week off. I know. And he's got Adam Scully's uh, former. Um, a high school teammate on his bag. On his bag. Okay. Scully, Ches Reavy, 7-under. Kepka 7-under. They start the weekend in the same spot. Bag of chips and a hot dog at the turn. I got Kepka against your Reavy. Love that. All I right, love that, buddy. brother. All right. Any, uh, any kind of chips you want. Barbecue, sour cream, whatever Ms. it is Vicky's you want. maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Nothing okay. but the good stuff. All right. On the other side, Scully's going to stay with Bob and I. We're going to do winners, weird, and what. No shortage this week, Bob. No No shortage this week. You could go anywhere you want with it. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America, and by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, as we are back in studio. Almost feels normal, Bob. Except for the temperature in here. That's yeah, free. Like it's hang a little colder. Cold. Next week when it's 33 degrees outside, <laughs> you and I are here in parkas. Adidas parkas. 
Uh, That'll be the way it looks. As we broadcast across the TSN radio network and TSN today on TV as we're back to TV. Don't forget, this week our regular uh, Golf Talk Canada television program, our weekly program returns with a 60-minute, we're 60 minutes the rest of the way, but a 60-minute PGA Championship preview special as we get set for the year's first major. And of course, TSN, your home of all championship golf, including majors where you're going to get all four rounds, of course, on TSN and CTV next week. And you got the FedEx, uh, WGC FedEx this weekend on TSN CTV as well. Lots of golf, lots of sports. We are entering a very fun time of the year. All right, we like to do a little something called Winners Weird and What. It is the good, the bad, the ugly of the week in the world of golf. And this week, Bob, T is yours, sir. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, my winner this week, Mark, is a gentleman from the West Coast, from British Columbia. And uh, the BC Amateur just wrapped up yesterday, in fact. And Tristan Maunder, uh, is from Victoria, won the title. But the bigger story there is there was a guy missing in the field. Doug Roxborough, Canadian Golf Hall of Famer, legendary amateur golfer, had played 53 straight BC Amateurs. 53. 53 in a row, and he missed this one. This is the first one he has missed. He's won it, I think, 12 or 13 times uh, in his legendary career, but he missed it, and he missed it with good reason because it was his son's wedding. So I think you can you can give him a pass on that. But imagine that. Oh, hold on 53. a second. Hold on a second. You're telling me the son didn't check his father's golf schedule and just threw it? Like, how, like what's wrong with the son? Like, come on. Why don't you just get married on Master Sunday next time? It's crazy, right? But isn't that a great story? I mean, 53 in a row. I just cannot That's believe that a guy did awesome. that. But congratulations uh, on a great streak. And I bet you he'll start again next, next year back in it. And he, he's still competitive. I mean, the guy wins still everywhere. Anyway, uh, my weird this week takes us to a Fergus. Now, have you ever played the Fergus Golf Club? No, I have not. Well, the traps at the Fergus Golf Club are very difficult to get out of. Okay, where are you going with this? <laughs> the Wellington County OPP arrested a man from Guelph <laughs> after his van was driven onto the golf course and got stuck in a sand trap. And that's how they, they kind of suspected something might be a little bit <laughs> wrong. The guy abandoned the van and took off into uh, the, uh, fled the scene, but he was later uh, captured in a cornfield somewhere in Fergus. So if you are playing the Fergus Golf Club today, beware of the minivan that's stuck in the uh, in the bunker on the, I think it's the eighth hole. Were there any pops involved in this, Bob? Yeah, Maybe I a couple beverages, there, possibly? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Took a wrong turn at the second tee. That's, that's it. <laughs> Sir, is that an official cart you're driving? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That. Uh, well, you know, they're only allowed one person on a cart, so maybe they're right, that's it. He's just, try, he's just yeah. trying to do his part. That's all yeah. he's doing. My what is uh, what a return to action for a uh, guy on the European tour. Torbjorn Olsen mm. is making his first start in a year. Saw this, yeah. This uh, this week. Remind our the, audience, uh, Bob, as, uh, as to why. Exactly. At the European Tour's Hero Open. Now, this is actually the anniversary uh, of when this incident took place because it was after the, um, the, the WGC in Memphis, the St. Jude Invitational, that he flew home and on the plane... Uh, kind of got a little out of hand. In fact, he was charged with uh, sexual assault, 
uh, beating, sex, assault by beating, and being drunk on an aircraft. Now, he has pleaded not guilty to the charges. He was suspended from play until the trial took place. But because of COVID, uh, the trial, which was supposed to be in May, has been moved back to the earliest. It will be is December 2021. So the European tour has decided until that happens, they have to be fair. He's innocent until proven guilty. And the uh, 30-year-old Dane is playing this week. Uh, not to make light of it, it's awkward, and you don't know, but it reminds me of that Andrew Dice Clay joke from back in the day when he leans over to the person sitting beside him in a plane. He says, do you mind if I have a nap? And they say, no, I sleep naked. Does that bother you? <laughs> exactly. Try that at 30,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, the T. It's me. Is you. Go over to this guy right here. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You the truth. Well, Bob, my winner this week is always somebody, you know, I like it when people agree with me. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes, imagine that. <laughs> and my winner this week is Webb Simpson, because Webb Simpson said uh, in an interview this week what I've been saying for, for years, that I'm not suggesting that maybe we need to keep our eye on distance in the game. You know, they've limited, uh, put a limit years ago on COR and a driver of spring effect, and they dialed drivers back, and they challenged companies like TaylorMade to come up with new ways to find distance, and they came up with shape, with sim. And they said, and the increments now in yardages are smaller little percentages. We're not seeing... 30 yards overnight anymore. And I'm expecting the golf ball to be the same. Then maybe we, we're, we're limiting golf ball. But I'm not a fan of let's dial the ball back. and Let's go back 30 years in distance. I find that conversation absolutely insane. And so does Webb Simpson. And Simpson agrees with exactly what I've been saying for many years now. You just need to be smarter in golf course design and golf course setup. Put a premium on putting the ball in the fairway. Make targets smaller on greens. Put make putting the ball on the proper level of the green more important. I'll say it and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. One over par won the 2013 U.S. Open at Marion. It is the smallest U.S. Open in modern history. It was under 7,000 yards most days they played it with 69 and change. Yet one over par. Why? The the rough was hay. The fairways were pinched. You got to put the the ball in the right spot, Bob. Like to me, this is just a no brainer. No brainer. When these guys have to put it in the fairway. 330 uh, off the planet doesn't seem so good anymore. Yeah, you know, you stretch out these golf courses and it causes all sorts of problems. Obviously, uh, expense, uh, time for, for people to cut it, all these different things that go, go in with it. And it doesn't seem to, you know, make any difference because these guys can handle 75, 77, 7,800 yards. And, but if you tighten things up and put a premium, you know, look at dog legs, force some dog legs around here where they can't hit the driver necessarily on every tee shot. Uh, I think that makes a lot more sense. I think it's more it's more um, enjoyable to watch that kind of golf as well. Certainly. It mean, the tee ball means something, you know, and, and, and just uh, to me, I miss it. I like it when we see it a few times a year, and uh, we need more of it. All right, my weird this week, uh, obviously Molinari not playing, uh, Harrington not playing, players choosing not to travel. Rory, a couple of months ago, was very open about you're not taking your career seriously, you're not uh, in it for the right reasons if you're not willing to travel, and now this week does a complete 180. I don't know if someone spoke to him. I don't know if maybe Captain Harrington might have said something to Rory, but Rory this week was very different. Uh, Personal choice to each their own. I just found uh, the complete 180 very different. I love Rory, and that's part of Rory too. He's just being honest with what he feels at the time, and you're allowed to change your mind. It's just weird. Okay, my what this week, because I want to make sure that Adam's got enough time here for his winners. <laughs> my what this week, boys, 
What are we doing, Bryson? <laughs> Listen, Bryson DeChambeau is in in the news all the time, and half the time it's for the right reason, half the time for the, it's the wrong reason. Like we love the you know the three hundred fifty yard drives, we love the nine thousand calorie diet. That you know he's an interesting cat. He really is the way he approaches the game. But do every week do we have to have a rules official brought in on a Bryson DeChambeau situation? Does every week have to be something completely ridiculous? At this point, would you not you know? The, the, the conversation a couple of weeks ago about protecting your brand, well, Bryson, you're in charge of protecting your brand, and here we go again with another incident. Fire ants, you're calling a rules official for fire ants and, and animal holes. It's, it's starting to get ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't look good. Your brand's getting hurt by it. And at this point, I think you need to get it back on track. Am I reading this wrong, Bob, or is it like... like it, He's starting to get a reputation as being a little bit of a whiner. I know he's trying to get to the bottom of the of every rule and and take advantage of it, but it doesn't. The look optics good. are horrible. Exactly. Absolute optics are horrible in this. All right, let's go to the glass booth. Master producer himself, Adam Scully, you have the tea. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Well, Bryson certainly hit a lot of bombs this year, but he is my weird. I'll get to him shortly. My winner this week, Miguel Angel Jimenez, the most interesting man in golf, making his record 707th career start on the European Tour. Then what does he do? Shoots 64, his best round in nearly five years. Mark, he says a big reason for his success, good food, good wine, good cigars. What a career it's been so far for Miguel like Angel Jimenez, isn't it? I, I love it. I got to tell you, so... Yes, go! <laughs> in January, when I was in Cassidy Campbell, you guys remember this? I probably I posted on social media. All I was right. sitting, I was hanging out at the bar with Miguel. We were drinking wine, eating food, chatting, talking about the Champions Tour. He's awesome. He's just and you know what? He, he reminds me of Ric Flair in the late seventies. What you see is what you get. He's living it on and off the course. That is it. Man. Best warm up in golf. There it is. <laughs> the best warm up in golf. That's for sure. Okay, now I'm going to Bryson for my weird. You know, we've talked about his diet, his nutrition. He's trying to get to 200 mile per hour ball speed, but he was interviewed this week for GQ. It was a fairly long article talking about his nutrition, how he's bulked up so much, but then he just added the tidbit that he wants to live till he's 130 or 40 years old. <laughs> Pardon me? You want to be 130 years old? Bob, what'd you think of this? It reminded me of Ricky Bobby when he said uh, I think I could be live to 245, maybe 300, but nobody is forever. Yeah, just Bryson being Bryson. Uh, I, not much more to say about that, but he wants to live to 130 who, or 40 years old. Who wants to live to that old? I can barely get out of bed. I'm 45. I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning. Can you imagine what the lower back feels after swinging it at 200 miles an hour? Like, Sorry, ball speed at 200 miles an hour at 130, Adam? You imagine the lower back? Give me a break. Yeah, and Justin Thomas even chimed in saying, Bryson, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> Bryson being Bryson, what are you doing, man? Okay, my what this week. Uh, interesting story here. Jason Day and Cole Swatton splitting up. So Cole Swatton was Jason Day's swing coach. He was a mentor since he was 12 years old. I believe he was uh, the best man in his wedding, too. A bit of an interesting story here. Cole Swatton was also on the bag for Jason Day when he won his lone major back at the 2015 PGA Championship. Uh, Jason Day has gone through many caddies throughout the last couple of years, including Steve Williams, uh, Tiger's former looper for a time last year. Jason Day's playing a little better golf now, but Mark, just a uh, 
fascinating story, isn't it? It actually makes me sad, guys. If you want to know the truth, I find it sad. And they're close. This is this is not a breakup where mm-hmm. there's anything, you know, uh, any ill will or anything like that. Uh, I think this is just Jason desperately trying to find his game back and showing some signs of life. But Colin was uh, really a father figure for Jason, yes, he you know. Was. And he, he and this is a, a, a very, very, very important relationship in Jason Day's life. And to me, it's, it's a little sad. And Colin took, well, you know, his his um, statement was, listen, when you're a golf coach and when you're a caddy, both those roles typically have an end date. You just don't know when it's coming kind of thing, right? But I don't know, Bob, for you, uh, to me, this is Jason just kind of scrambling a little bit, looking for something. I think he's looking for a change. And uh, sometimes those are hard to do and hard to make, especially when you got someone like, like Cole. I'm sure those yeah. guys are still going to be friends and, and yeah. closer than friends even. But I think, the, uh, I think it's, it's time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason Day, one of the nicest guys out there too, guys. As we know, we always talk about Jason Day, Adam Scott, uh, obviously our members of Team Canada, Jim Furyk, and Adam Scully. Adam Scully, of course, <laughs> a lot of the the nicest players on the PGA Tour. So, Scully, we will see you in studio this week for Golf Talk Canada TV, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy your afternoon on the golf course. Gents, it's fun to be back in studio. Looking forward to seeing you both this week and back here on TSN next weekend for Golf Talk Canada That's Radio it. on TV. Here we are. That's it. It's full blow now, Bob. We are We're back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. On the other side, talk about back, baby. We've been doing leaderboard updates uh, as we do weekly here on Golf Talk Canada Radio TV. And, you know, we've been given updates from the PGA Tour pretty much. Most of the time. And once in a while, we had a second leaderboard, like a Corn Ferry or a European Tour. This week, Bob, on the other side, six leaderboards in the golf world of back, golf. Baby. Golf, golf is, is back, Yeah, baby. we'll get to leaderboard updates in the world of golf next, and we'll get you caught up on 20 Weeks TaylorMade and how you can win a brand new set of irons and a commemorative TaylorMade PGA Championship Tour bag next week. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by National Car Rental, official partner of the PGA of America. And by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. A lot of golf happening in the world. Let's get to leaderboard updates brought to you by Cedar Break Golf Club, award-winning championship golf in the scenic Rouge Valley, just minutes from downtown Toronto. Flexible, affordable, memorable. There's never been a better time to join Cedar Break Golf Club. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for information. Bob, what is happening on the LPGA Tour? LPGA Tour is underway in their second round of their first restart uh, event. And uh, right now, Danielle Kang, who had the lead after the first uh, round at 66, she's now tied for the lead with Celine Boutier at uh, six under par. Jody Ewart Shadhoff is a shot back, and then there's a gaggle of uh, chasers, including Lydia Ko. Uh, European Tour is playing the uh, Hero Open, and Sam Horsfield right now has the lead. He is uh, through nine holes in the third round. They've, they've kind of gone to a Wednesday-Saturday format. He is at uh, 18 under par with a six-shot lead over Chris Paisley, 
Rasmus Hogard, Miko Koronen, and Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez. Star-studded field on the European tour. <laughs> Next week, you are getting this the European tour because I want to hear you announce all those uh, <laughs> all those names. <laughs> And then on the Barracuda Championship, which is the uh, opposite field event at, uh, at, at, uh, on the PGA Tour, Kyle Stanley at 22 over par. My God. No. <laughs> uh, it's, we, know it's, uh, we know it's stable for stable for. Thank you very much. 22 points. He has a two-point lead over uh, Matthias Schwab. There are three Canadians in the field. All three made the cut. Uh, Michael Gligic is tied for 28th. Roger Sloan is tied for 38th. And David Hearn right now is tied for 56. Reminds me, Bob, of the old International in Colorado. Yeah. I love that, that tournament. Castle Remember Pines. That? Castle Pines. Best milkshakes, they said, on the PGA Tour. <laughs> and then Jack took it over at <laughs> Memorial. On the Corn Ferry Tour this week, Pinnacle Bank Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. Tyson Alexander, your leader. That's eight under par. Good for a one-shot lead over Grayson Singh and Cameron Young. Low Canadian at the moment is uh, Stuart McDonald, the four under par. Taylor Penrith. Uh, two under par, having a great year. Taylor, Taylor Penrith playing well. Uh, that is on the Corn Ferry Tour. On the Champions Tour, the Ally Challenge. Billy Andre, six under par. That's a tie for the top. Was round of 66 in the opener with Tommy Armour the third. Good for a one-shot lead over a host of players. That includes the immortal Bernard Longer, who <laughs> keeps getting younger and keeps playing great. He might live forever. He might live. That's who Bryson should talk to. Just give me a pint of Longer's blood. Yeah. Give me a Bernard Longer blood transfusion is what I need. Mike Weir. Making his Champions Tour debut with a nice little tidy round of a two under par 70. Well done, Weirzy there. That's well done. You know who else is in that field? Uh, David Moreland IV. Another Canadian. And the reason he's in that field is because the last Champions Tour event, he Monday qualified, got in, and, and he finished squashed in the, it? And finished in the top 10. Oh, no, oh <laughs> so, that's it? It carried so over this just, one? Yeah. So, that so is like awesome. Four months later. Love that. World Golf Championship, FedEx, St. Jude, Invitational. Brendan Todd looking for his third victory of the year. He is 11 under par, 36 holes to go. We have the coverage on TSN CTV this weekend. It's a two-shot lead over Ricky Fowler a th- and a four-shot lead over a host of players at 7 under that include Brooks Kepka trying to make a monster move. Big names still a little further back. Jason Day playing well. Sanjay M playing well. Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas. This is a good one at WGC. We've got Nick Taylor and Mackenzie Hughes at one under par. We've got Corey Connors at even. And we've got Adam Hadwin at four over par. So four Canadians in the field at the WGC. Busy show, Bob. Great to be back. We're going to be back to TV this week for a 60-minute PGA preview uh, to kick off our Golf Talk Canada week. You're going to have a busy week, I'm sure. You get Sports Center PGA Lots uh, of updates. Stuff going on, yeah. Must be lo- tons going on. It's going to be. It's great to be back and. Doing everything we yeah. are with golfer. I mean, there's so many. I'm sure we're both going to get lots of radio requests this week spread we'll across the TSN network, yeah. and that's always welcome as well. Yeah, it's fun to talk golf. It's fun to be talking major season. It's going to be great. So, again, we're back. this Next Saturday, we are back again uh, for our usual Golf Talk Canada radio. We'll be back on TSN TV, broadcasting radio on television as well. Our weekly TV show is back. Uh, don't forget, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. Next week, we are giving away a set of irons and a commemorative San Francisco Giants tailor-made staff bag that the players will be carrying at TPC Harding Park. Very cool. If That's you're a, a Giants fan or a baseball fan, this thing's very cool. It's got um, baseball card lining, the pockets, etc. Awesome. It's the colors of the Giants. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. If you do that, if you're already doing it, you have a chance to win as 20 Weeks TaylorMade continues. We're giving away 
Close to 20000 in prizing across the entire summer. The grand prize is a custom set of golf clubs. Through the bag, tour experience. Uh, we're going to give that away U.S. Open week uh, at Wingfoot. I keep forgetting where it is. It's just I been know. moved around so much. No, uh, no A spectator free, right? Spectator free. And so, you know, if you were a betting man, would you say yes or no to spectators at Augusta National this year? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it is going to be an increased model of special guest and members. So I'm going to say we're still not galleries, but the PGA Tour this week has started a lot, or last week actually started to allow special guests. Yep. And wives and girlfriends and, and, a, and a smaller circle. I think we're going to see an expanded version of that when we get to Augusta. What do you think? I'm, I'm the same way. I think, but I'll, I will give credit to Augusta National. If there's one place where they could figure something out, they might even have their own vaccine by now. <laughs> they really could. You know? It's just the way they do things. It is the way they do things. Bob, we'll see you this week for TV. Have a great, well. uh, have a great long weekend. If you're listening, enjoy yourself. Have a great long weekend. Get out there, play golf. Tune in next week for our return to TV. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by National Car Rental and by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.